on our community platform, Geneva. Yeah, Kate and I launched a community platform so all the sea moss girlies can link and build me, except all wellness gods and goddesses. Hop on there. It's like it's the really best. popping. Emma and I have not had this much serotonin looking through the notifications. Everyone's posting their breakfast. Everyone's posting where they're from, what they're studying, their vibes. It's so cute. We got girlies from Scotland, Germany, Jamaica. LA, Canada, you name it. This you guys, is a global empire. You guys are talking about magnesium ashwagandha, and it's only 1 p.m. on a Monday. We launched this an hour ago. We're at 125 members. Literally, by the time you listen to this, we're going to be at 500. You guys, if you are not on it yet, there will be a link in this podcast episode to join our Geneva platform. So if you're, like, confused and you missed the whole announcement on our meme page, I'll give you the intro. So Geneva is a private community platform, but it's open for everyone. So you click the link, you make your profile, you add your name, your phone number, and you can connect with all other wellness gods. And we have fun little channels like food, where people are now currently popping off with their recipe photos and their, what they ate for breakfast. We have a supplement one. So all the confusing supplements that you guys want advice on, that's the channel for that introduction. And we're learning about all you guys. And if you want some new Instagram followers, you can drop your Insta and get CMOS girlies to follow you. It's so much fun. Emma and I have really never had like a huge friend group in our life. And I feel like right now I either I'm like adopting children or I'm like having a friend group that I never had in high school. I feel so whole right now. Yeah, I've never, you know, it's it's so cute to be a little admin and see everyone's notifications popping on and off. But um, today's episode is going to be about bloating. We get a lot of DMs about, you know, hating what you look like because you feel a little pregnant in the mirror. I self-diagnose myself with IBS once a week. I also tweet that sentence once a week. (laughs) All hot girls experience IBS. We've made a lot of memes about digestive issues, and there's such a spectrum of digestive issues Mm -hmm. that we wanted to dedicate a pod to it. And also with, like, the holistic wellness space, I feel like there's a lot of, like, wacko cures of, like, put this on your stomach and lay upside down. Just drink some apple cider vinegar. Yeah, fuck you. Go on a 45-minute walk and your stomach will feel normal or like all you can eat is like apples and potatoes and everything else will inflame you like there's so much restriction in this sort of like bloating conversation too yeah i feel like yeah you know it's a sensitive thing people can get bloated from literally whatever and we are here just to figure it all out and help everyone solve the mystery that is bloating. Yeah, and kind of the summary of today we'll get into is that bloating is very individualized. So while we do have a lot of advice, it's going to be like, you need to take this matter into your own consideration. Yes. Um, As usual, you know, don't always take our advice. Yeah, don't always take we our advice. We are not registered dietitians. We are not doctors. We are just two girls who just recently graduated college. And girls who also bloat. So, mm-hmm. like, we're with you on yeah. that. But Emma and I are going to be snacking on... <laughs> A daily harvest flatbread. flatbread. Um, Fashionable. Girlies, you know that, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, I work with some brands. Daily Harvest was like, sure, do you want to try? And I was like, sure. I kind of want to know what they taste like. If I'm going to shit on, like, all, like products there's literally no one from daily harvest listening to this podcast i bet a million dollars i have to also um release to the girlies because you guys care about my personal life matters sakara life big old sakara reached out to me and said hey do you want to be an influencer for us and i just did not respond to the email i just deleted it but i wanted to guys to let you guys know that that i will not be supporting their practices as i have shat on them many times you think they would have done a little background search of my 
experience with their brand and I hate them. So Sakarla, if you're not welcome, but Emma and I are going to be snacking on some sort of a daily harvest bread while we talk about bloating, mm-hmm. but... And fingers crossed we don't get bloated from this daily harvest God, flat bread. Can that you would be fucking dire. And we're drinking water because we're, we're too hype. We already have natural caffeine off this I've Geneva heard, notifications yes. right now. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to take our little daily harvest snack out of the so if you hear us munching that is why yeah luckily there's no construction workers in my apartment which is sick but we also have some exciting news next week we're gonna have a little cmos sponsor you guys have probably already seen it on the ig so there's a link in our bio if you want to go purchase mm-hmm. it but we're gonna do a full ad read for the cmos company because what is what the fuck is cmos without a cmos sponsor we, not a proper we, podcast we have fully made it we have fully made it we have now secured the cmos sponsor um thank so you all for you, supporting us yeah we've really made it we have a community platform we have a cmos sponsor today's a great day a great day to be a podcaster so welcome you to episode 19 girlies okay and we're back we have some daily harvest flatbread in our stomachs i'm on what's the review I don't really... I didn't taste anything. <laughs> yeah, we just put a lot of hot sauce on I it. I only tasted everything but the bagel seasoning because we basically put the entire jar on it. It tasted like sad food. So I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10 because it was edible. Like, it didn't make me throw up. I don't feel bloated, actually. No. But I would say definitely don't use my discount code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can spend your money on better things. If you want to get anything from Daily Harvest, their ice creams are good. That's about it. They kind of have sun scoop running for their money. There's a pretty good black mm. sesame one, so... Watch out. But if you clicked in today's episode, welcome. We're talking about bloating. Why does it occur? What Am I on my period? Is it inflammation? Should I eat gluten? What's SIBO? What the fuck's FODMAP? Mm. A lot of questions from you girls. So many questions. We're here to help you navigate the wild world of bloating. Yeah. What wild world aren't we going to help you through? <laughs> So, so let's let's get on and get on into it. So introduction, kind of why does bloating occur? Like what the fuck is it? So bloating happens when our GI tract becomes filled with gas or air. And basically like their stomach, you'll it feels tight and full. Those are kind of like the general feelings of when you are bloated. And it can be triggered by multiple different factors, such as diet, an infection in your GI tract, gut overgrowth. And then an increased sensitivity in the gut nerve endings through stress or anxiety because stress can slow down your digestion. So those are just a few ways that bloating can occur. And like I said, there's many different factors. So you're not going to be able to always pinpoint what exactly is causing it. And the easy science behind bloating, which I think makes sense because like if you're listening to this, you probably have experienced it. But your stomach muscle is about the size of a fist when it's resting. So when you're sleeping, lying down, anything at entire rest... And its muscular walls around your stomach lining are designed to expand to accommodate for food. So you wake up sometimes and you have a morning skinny because (laughs) you were resting and digesting, as they say. So then when you eat food, your body needs to expand to make space for the food that's going into your stomach. I think that makes a lot of sense for you girlies. But as Emma was saying, bloating is like an inflamed response to it. It's like your body expands in a normal way, but bloating is a very abnormal sensation. Yeah, and so there's a few different, like, common gut problems that you probably see floating around the world. You know, IBS is always being talked about. But I think the two, again, are SIBO and IBS. So SIBO is the small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And this is when bacteria starts moving up into your small intestine and ferments the food that you digest, particularly, particularly sugar and starchy foods. And so when this bacteria ferments the sugar, your gut blows up, leading to a food baby because this is your body's, like, response 
to this bad bacteria. And then IBS is when the lining of the small intestine, so the lining of the, of the small intestine is one cell layer away from where all the toxic bacteria and undigested food is living in your gut. And so since it is such like a thin layer, this lining can break down from different reasons such as stress, anti-inflammatory drugs, a low fiber, a high sugar diet, or a bacterial overgrowth. And so if this lining breaks down, it will trigger a response from your immune system, thus leading to bloating. Mm-hmm. And those two like diagnoses are probably the most common, like Emma was saying, with gut indigestion. But there's often times when like you could be bloated just after like drinking a cup of water or like very small incidences or like random things. So we're going to get into it uh, in this next section. And most bloating is related to diet, actually. So if there's been like no underlying cause for your bloating, like every single day you wake up and you're bloated, that's something that's probably more common. Like you should seek a doctor because it's probably one cause. But most of us probably experience bloating at some point point due to diet and nutrition and so if there's no underlying cause let's look to your diet so when you're intolerant to a specific food that means your body doesn't know how to break it down if you're used to eating a lot of stuff versus like never eating it for me example like vegan for four years the first time I ate eggs my body was like very gassy and then my digestive system was like what's going on here because your body's not used to processing it. So you could have a food intolerance or a food allergy. And we're going to talk about some of the most common triggers of bloating that are like studied by research. And you've probably heard about that could be causing bloating or a food intolerance. So the first one is dairy. This is going to be like the biggest one that they make you like cut out of your diet if you've experienced bloating and want to like start some sort of food intolerance protocol. Nearly 75% of people are lactose intolerant because the lactose that is found in dairy is a chemical that most people are not able to digest, which is a very high number if you think about how many people grow up eating milk and dairy like I did. So the way to kind of think about your dairy consumption is first to take an entire break. Um, Take a break from milk, cheese, yogurt to see how you feel, see if you still have those similar flare-ups. They say to introduce yogurt as the first thing when you're going back to eating dairy. So with most of these like food groups we're talking about with food intolerances recommended that you take 21 days off of not eating them if you feel like that could be a common trigger just because that's enough time for your body to react and like show a new response to it. So on day 22, you could introduce yogurt if dairy is like the group that you're targeting basically. Another solution down the line is to take a lactase enzyme. So we're going to talk about digestive enzymes later in the episode, but that's the one that's going to be specific to helping break down dairy when you eat food. And then when you do eat dairy, seek out fermented options like kefir or other dairy-free alternatives just to keep that your overall dairy consumption is a little bit lower than like eating dairy with every meal or like every food group has dairy in it. So the next one is gluten. I'm sure, you know, everyone has heard someone say, oh, I can't eat gluten because it causes me to bloat or I have celiac disease. So 1% of the global population has actually has celiac disease. However, many of us can still be sensitive to gluten. And bloating occurs due to a response by our immune system to foods with gluten because the protein present in grains such as wheat, barley, or rye. And if you do experience, have celiac disease you'll know because you're going to be experiencing bloating constipation and diarrhea and so i think if you're experiencing all three of those things that is a great signifier that you perhaps have celiac disease or are just really sensitive to gluten 
And also, if you are celiac and continue to consume gluten, it can lead to a damage in the small intestines and make it difficult to absorb other nutrients. So this is definitely one that you'll like want to take a closer look at, perhaps opt for gluten-free options if you are sensitive. But yeah, it's pretty common. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now in 2021, there's a lot of gluten-free options where I feel like if you were gluten-free like 10 years ago, it's like, yeah, you just, you don't have almond flour. You don't have like nice little snacks that are tolerable for your Mm -hmm. diet. The next one is beans. So going vegan, that's kind of like, I feel like a food that you have to eat a lot of for protein because it's like your main protein group, but turns out beans contain a lot of fiber. (laughs) So we're gonna talk about FODMAP diet, what the hell FODMAP is later, but one of the FODMAP group foods or chemicals or like ingredients you want to call it are found in beans, meaning that they're very uh, inflammatory to a lot of people. Just because when you think about like the nutritional compound of beans and there's like so much fucking fiber in them, your body's not going to be able to interact with them. Now I was doing some research on beans and if you're able to tolerate, like, I don't really know what you would eat with this, but if you just ate beans on its own, like if you just wanted to eat like a cup of black beans or like black bean soup and it had very minimal other food groups in it, that could be a way to test if you are intolerant to beans. But like most of the time just eating like a can of beans by itself is like pretty sad. Mm -hmm. So that's why like most of the time when if you do sense that you're a little bit gassy or bloated after eating beans, they say just like cut out beans for the 21 day period again. But if you're buying beans, a few things you can do is make sure that you're probably limiting it to like a half a cup when you're eating it. So you're not eating like two cups. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what people are doing, but mm-hmm. if you're making like a 16 bean chili, maybe relax on that. <laughs> um, if you're buying canned beans, make sure they have a BPA free lining because that's going to have different chemicals in there. And then if you're buying dried beans, which is recommended, make sure that before you go to cook them, you are soaking them in water because it can get off some of like the chemicals that are found on the outline there the lining of beans or sprouting your beans or seeking out sprouted beans is like a great alternative to that i've even have heard i don't know the science behind it but like putting kombu strips in Mm -hmm. your like beans when you cook them can also help with taking out whatever it is that causes the bloating apparently yeah but overall it's like pretty difficult with beans because it's you're going to be combining it with other foods and so like when you're having something that's that fibrous and then your body's also trying to process something that's not as fibrous it can be a disaster for everyone um and if you still still do want to eat beans like you're vegan and you're like well if i can't eat beans what the fuck else am i going to eat there, there's a few that are like more, um, I would say tolerant, like kidney and black beans and lima beans. Lentils are going to be easier to digest, but like your chickpeas are actually pretty hard to digest, even though those are like one of my favorite beans to eat. The next one is artificial sweeteners. So, you know, we've made a podcast about this. Go back we do and have listen. A, yeah, we do have a podcast if you weren't aware. So we talked all about artificial sweeteners in that episode, but it turns out, I mean, we spoke about it a little bit in the episode, but Turns out when you're eating artificial sweeteners, your body doesn't know how to process it because it is a chemical. So when your body thinks it's going to be getting sugar in, let's say, a latte or a candy or a soda, and it's getting some weird shit, your digestive system is like, what the hell do I do with this? So foods that are containing sugar alcohols, thinking foods that end in the OL, such as sorbitol, xylitol, malitol, mannitol, those are going to be the ones that are poorly absorbed in your GI tract. So ones like stevia that are made from a plant are going to be able to process by your body. So those could be better ones to seek out. But 
Sugar alcohols are going to be a big no-no for that reason. The next one is carbonated beverages. If you're like me and are really good at chugging, you know, a seltzer, you have definitely experienced some crazy bloating afterwards. Yeah. But this is because carbonation comes from the gas blended with water. And so when we consume this carbonation, the gas can head straight to the stomach and cause bloating. So in order to reduce this, definitely try drinking more slowly and without straws because the straws will bring in extra air or opt for mineral water such as Perrier because these are more of a naturally carbonated source and so they're gonna have less gas as opposed to your Zevia or your other LaCroix. yeah LaCroix carbonated waters and also another thing with water and drinking like drink not drinking water while you're eating food is a huge one that's just something I do naturally because I feel like I don't know I don't want like liquid and solid at the same time but that can lead to indigestion if you're drinking like a lot of water with your meals the next one is alcohol and so the consumption of alcohol can lead to an irritation in your GI tract and this is because alcohol is an inflammatory substance which is what causes the swelling and alcohol also dehydrates the body and whenever our body is dehydrated our skin and vital organs are going to try to hold on to as much water as possible so that's why you know after a long night of drinking you might wake up and feel a little bloated or swelling in your face and that is mainly because you're extremely dehydrated so it's important just to drink water in between alcoholic beverages or just making sure that you are drinking water once you are done drinking alcohol for the night just so that you can replenish your body and rehydrate your body and then the last one is chewing gum this one's pretty simple but as you chew gum, you are swallowing air, which will lead to a gas buildup and also then cause bloating. Mm -hmm. The last one that is kind of unfortunate um, <laughs> is going to be fermented foods or raw cruciferous veggies. So if you're a wellness girly, you know how much we love our broccoli, our kale, our Brussels sprouts. We love sauerkraut. We love all that shit. But due to the way that these foods are made up, makes sense that it's going to be difficult for your body to deal with them so the sugars that are found in these foods are going to be really hard for your body to process because they are such like high volume foods i remember when i first went vegan and it was like eat all this salad i was like oh my god like i was used to eating like very dense foods like a protein bar and then i was eating a bowl of lettuce which had very like low calories and i was like what the fuck i'm still hungry but my stomach is bloated so that's kind of, I think, like a, a diet thing that you got to figure out yourself on like how to make your salads more nutrient dense and calorie dense if you still want to eat a big salad. But yeah, it's going to be very difficult for your body to break down these sugars. Examples include broccoli, arugula, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts. You know, the fermented foods are going to be things like sauerkraut, pickles, kimchi, fermented yogurts, kombucha can make you bloated as well. The kind of tips, because I think for me, this is like the category that I still want to consume because of the nutritional benefits of them, add them in slowly. So don't, <laughs> when I've done this before, but don't eat a jar of sauerkraut. We've done that plenty of times. We've before. done that on a park bench yeah. in New York City, <laughs> staring at the Jenga building if you live here. Um, don't do that because you, I ref, you probably was bloated after that. I don't really And remember. then we proceeded to eat like fat ass potatoes afterwards. Bad choices, mm -hmm. girlies. Bad. You live and you learn. <laughs> um, you know, it's part of the Seamoss life to eat your fermented veggies, yeah. but don't do it all at once. Don't drink a kombucha and then. Yeah, don't overdose on the, on the sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do that. And cooking your veggies can be a way to make sure that your body is going to be able to digest them. So like raw broccoli and cauliflower are really, really hard to digest. So if you cook them, if you saute your kale, oh no, we have an intermission. Um, I'm going to go get a package, girlies, but um, 
you know, we'll insert the ad read here, then we'll get back to the, the cruciferous veggies, you know? Yeah. So, okay, we'll see you on the other side. You know Emma and I can't shut up about starting your day with the perfect oatmeal toppings, and you're probably thinking, what could be better than securing a bag of maca powder or matching with a boy who actually knows what adaptogens are? Um, hello, a large and juicy medjool date. That's why we're so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Julie's. Julie's is a pantry staple for all the wellness gods. Their hand-picked medjool dates from Coachella Valley, California, are certified USDA organic, naturally vegan, and free of all allergens. There is no better way to snack on Jolie's than with your favorite nut butter or on a bowl of oats. And Jolie's even has a date syrup to drizzle on a stack of pancakes. So if you want to taste some Jolie's for yourself, definitely use code CMOSGIRLIES for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back in episode 19. Sorry for the delay, but we figured you guys could use a little break anyways. So we were talking about fermented foods and veggies. Basically, if you imagine yourself just eating a shit ton of broccoli, yeah, your stomach's going to expand because it's a very high volume food. So one thing you can do is start taking a probiotic supplement instead of ta- like eating all your probiotics, if that makes sense. So instead of eating all your kimchi, taking a pill because it's not going to cause bloating. But yeah, it could be antibiotic buildup that has limited your microbiome diversity as well. So like if you've grown up and you've always had to take antibiotics for different issues, you pop Tylenols, whatever, your gut flora needs help. So if you want more intro information about the gut microbiome, you can pop on back to that episode specifically. So where we talk more about probiotics. And yeah. Foods. And I think with like my own personal experience, especially I have experienced crazy bloating from just eating like raw, high volume uh, bowls of broccoli and kabocha squash and so something that's helped me a lot is just eating smaller meals or just you know not making my entire plate all of broccoli and kind of making a more balanced meal and plate yeah and next up we have some like kind of tips I guess navigating this because it's gonna happen to you that's kind of like my overall advice like I am bloated on some days I'm not on some days Start documenting foods that cause indigestion. Emma and I have brought up the idea of a food journal often. And so if bloating is like one of your main health concerns, you could write down like what was in my meal? Like what were all the components? What was I like combining together? Was I stressed before I ate? Um, If you're eating in a very stressful environment that also can like contribute to it and like eating on the go. So making sure like when you're eating kind of a ritual or a practice is take a deep breath, drink some water, turn off your phone, Maybe play something TV-wise that's soothing, and then sit down and eat your meal. Yeah. Another thing, too, um, instead of a food journal, if you are an e-girly, make a little private Instagram food account or a Twitter yeah. food account and just snap an ugly photo of your meal, and then you can go back and look at what you ate at 3.42 p.m. on a Tuesday <laughs> last week. Yeah. And next thing that I think is like a more serious threshold are food sensitivity tests. Now, are they worth it? There's probably going to be a lot of money, probably not going to be covered by health insurance because it's more of like an eastern medicine practice i've looked into these um dr mark hyman has a lot of advice on like where to go and seek out like a food insensitivity test you can get some of them delivered to your home and then you like prick your finger with blood i want to say send it back to a lab and they give you the results also if you just go to your doctor and maybe like kind of start the conversation they could possibly have a test there depending on like how maybe like Eastern Western your doctor is, but that's, I think a big area to look is going to be food and what's happening every time you eat. So I think another area that a lot of people experience bloating, especially for you girlies out there is with your period. So why do you blow on your period or like right before your period? 
So bloating is a common PMS symptom and it occurs due to water retention. And this is due to the increase in progesterone, which triggers the hormone aldosterone, definitely butchered that, which causes the kidneys to retain water and salt. So how can you minimize the bloating while on your period? You can avoid salty foods, make sure you're just drinking plenty of water during this time, and also just consume natural diuretics. These help your body get rid of excess fluids such as dandelion tea, onions, garlic, asparagus, and celery. And I think what's like really good, I kind of, you know, if you know your period is coming, you know that like if you're experiencing bloating, it's because of that and it's just going to last for a few days and then you'll be able to move on and feel perfect again. Yeah. Next up is kind of like some, I think, like weird bloating remedies that Wellness World has promoted. Now, some of these might work for you. Some of these might not work for others. The first one are going to be teas. Um, I'm not talking about those like stupid detox teas, (laughs) but peppermint tea. So peppermint oil can decrease your gut sensitivity to gas. So like once you've already experienced gas, this is something that you could take like after it's happened. The next one is licorice root tea. So I've seen a lot of licorice root extract used in different supplements. And it's something that's been studied and used in the Ayurvedic tradition, also in ancient Greece. So those are two teas that could work to help like once the bloating has already happened to help prevent it. The next one that's like a weird buzzy wellness thing that I would kind of love to do a different episode on is called inulin fiber for gut health. So I found it in a lot of different protein powders when I was looking for them. Kind of once again, if it's going to work for you or not, I don't know. But it's something that I think a lot of brands like throw into different like powders and desks because it's supposed to make your bloating better. The next one is apple (laughs) cider vinegar gummies. Um, You know, everyone and their mother loves to talk about apple cider vinegar. Oh my God, that was a funny. Your mother. Your mother. God, cringe. (laughs) We love wellness jokes. Oh God, I hate that. Um, So it's not going to be a cure for everyone, but it could be nice for you to take gummies if you hate the taste of apple cider vinegar. I really like apple cider vinegar. I feel like I've grown to become tough and drink my ACV. She craves the taste of apple cider vinegar. Yeah, I wake up and I crave it. Next one, digestive enzymes. So this is going to be like the best bet for, uh, you know, dealing with bloating, dealing with IBS, anything. I thought digestive enzymes were bullshit. I was like, oh, okay, popping a pill once again. We bought like intestinal oh my movement God. formula capsules once. Okay, that's that's like really forbidden content. <laughs> that was the same day we ate sauerkraut. That was the same day we ate sauerkraut. Wow. So there was a day back. We'll give you a little bit of a story time. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we were doing in summer 2019. You know, this was not even, was this summer? No, this was, I remember wearing a winter coat still. It was probably like March. Okay. Not of last year, but the year before, I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Eh, time, time is fuzzy. It's 2019, I think. Emma and I went to a health store called High Vibe in the East Village, which is definitely, um, I don't feel comfortable kind of going in there now. I feel like I walk in and the employees aren't wearing masks and I'm like, do you guys? There's always a Manson in the corner playing the guitar. guitar. I've become friends with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I was buying something because they have dandelion tea, which I really like. And I was like, you know what, Kate, you're not going to get coronavirus from the store. It's fine. Just go in. And he was like, oh, do you like this product? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm interested in politics. And he's like, I, you know, I sell these products so people like you can feel good. So you go and change the world. I feel so empowered. And I was King. like, nice. <laughs> he's cool. So back to the story. Um, I don't know why. We're like, let's buy some intestinal move formula. Probably we were By bloated. By Health Force Superfoods. Yeah, Health Force Superfoods is a whack brand. Whack in the best way, but like they're very like cringy on their social media mm-hmm. if you want to just go down on some wellness rabbit holes. So we bought intestinal move formula and we popped pills outside of it. We also we're like, were like, oh my god, these are drugs. We also like, dropped, or we also were interested because the pill bottle was so tiny. We're like, yeah. this is so cute. And, like I can just put like a in little my like, purse. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Carrying around like... 
In my little... Susan Alexandra bag, some intestinal moo formula. Yeah, because that's what normal people do. Fuck. So we did that. We oh, walked... we also had a jar of sauerkraut there, like a massive sixteen ounce <gasps> jar of sauerkraut. Super crowds. Yeah, because you because I've had the I tried the brand before and you were so intrigued and you're like, let me just buy this and toss it in my bag. Yeah. So we're walking around the Lower East Side of Manhattan with our stupid little intestinal movement formula capsules and a jar of sauerkraut. God, and the sauerkraut is like a, like a godly amount. And then and then and so then we're like walking down Canal Street, right? And Kate's like. Should we just eat the sauerkraut? And I'm like, yeah, this can be like our little like afternoon snack. What the fuck? <laughs> but we didn't have silverware. So then I remembered. We went into the Dunkin' Donuts and we just asked them for forks. And they were like, sure. sure. We're like, we will be purchasing nothing from your store <laughs> ever. I don't want to eat a Dunkin' Donut. But uh, I will take your I will take your plastic fork. Then we go to a bench on Ooh, Sixth Avenue and Canal. We sit mm-hmm. down right next to a basketball court and we stare at the Jenga building and we're eating a jar of sauerkraut, girlies. And you wonder why we had digestive issues because we ate eight ounces of <laughs> fermented vegetables in one sitting. And we drank the juice. The jar was completely clean within the span of 20 minutes. I hated that for us, but I love that for us. And then later that night, we, we decided to well, eat. We walked to my apartment mm-hmm. and Trader Joe's is upon the way. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, hmm... Should we get some dessert potatoes? No, let's get some russets. We got russets and we got sparkling water. And we got another one that you didn't mention, um, a distant relic. Um, this dip from Trader Joe's. If they still have this on the shelves, Trader Joe's no. employees need to go to jail for this. Whoever the CEO of Trader Joe's is, you're going no. to jail for having this product. It is called Cashew Fiesta Dip. Now, girlies, this podcast is, it's a very, this tangent is definitely off the subject right now, but it's Kate we're vibing with fucking it. psychotic, if you can't tell. Okay, we're vibing with this subject. I think you guys will like this. So, you know, if you've been a vegan or plant-based girly, you've definitely gone to Trader Joe's, you've looked at their dips, their hummuses, their pestos. Maybe you've been afraid of all their hummuses because you were afraid of oil, like Emma and I, for a long what? time. That cashew fiesta dip had no, no oil. oil. <laughs> that was the only reason why we ever bought it, which is really fucked up. So fucked up, and we're I'm happy we're beyond that, Emma. Good for us. So it's, you know, your average, like, demented eating disorder cashew dip where it's made from potatoes and carrots. And so Emma and my thought was, yeah, let's dip a potato in my potato cheese that's made from potatoes and carrots and onions and like nutritional yeast. So we got our cashew fiesta. We saunter on back to my apartment, carrying the potatoes in our hand with the seltzer. I have like, a photo of this. Same. We get back to my apartment and yeah, we eat our fucking potatoes covered in eating disorder potato cheese. And let me tell you, the food baby was real. Yeah, and we had the winter sleigh ride. No, not sleigh ride. What is it? Winter Wonderland seltzer flavor from Trader Joe's? Something crazy. Like 32 ounces of seltzer, a potato. with <laughs> And sauerkraut. With eating disorder cheese on top of it, girls. <laughs> bad day. We are beyond that. We're eating oil now. My skin is not as bad as it was back yeah. then in those days. My stomach is not as bad. So just proof that, um, you know, listen to this and mm-hmm. don't the just... Wellness, the wellness lifestyle, it's a journey. It's, yeah, a, journey. it's a journey. So back to digestive enzymes. Anyway, <laughs> anywho. Emma and I once had digestive enzymes, yeah. but I was like, oh, this is probably bullshit. You know, I was eating so much shit, I couldn't really tell. Like eating so many potatoes and starchy veggies and whatever that I was like, I don't think this digestive enzyme is doing anything. But turns out that digestive enzymes are going to be your best friend here if you experience symptoms that we've discussed. 
So your body naturally produces digestive enzymes to help digestion when it's breaking down and absorbing different nutrients. They're naturally produced by the pancreas, which secretes a specific enzyme to break down each macronutrient. So like you eat a carb, it knows what to do. You eat a fat, it knows what to do. The specifics are amylases break down carbs, lipases break down fats, and proteases break down proteins. And so there is some clinical evidence that shows that they're not going to be effective at alleviating gas or bloating, but they do help your body like pick up, I would say like the natural form of digestion if you are struggling with it. So if you feel like your, your digestive system is a little bit slower, it could be helpful to take digestive enzymes, but this is not going to be something that like cures your gas or your pain, but it could make the ease comfortable over time if you're taking them regularly like we recommend with any supplement and they're recommended to take with your meals so most of the digestive enzymes that you see on the market are going to have different strains it's kind of like looking at a probiotic you know looking at your kombucha bottle to see all the strains you want to take as many strains as possible to aid good gut bacteria so that's just a little fun thing next one food combining Uh, uh, I've made memes about this and someone was like, I love food combining. If it works for you, great. But it's also pretty restrictive to be like, I'm not eating any fats with any carbs. Or I can only eat my fruit in the morning on a empty stomach. Like what person, which everyday person, what hunters and gatherers of our ancestors had time to think about food combining? They didn't. They had to go kill a deer. And moved on. Yeah, they had to go kill a dinosaur. They didn't have time to deal with if potatoes should be combined with a fat. So I would say focus more on the size of your meals if you're experiencing indigestion with any food. There's also some, you know, studies and research that shows, like, maybe you just have a very, like, inactive, um, like, ab muscles. Like, maybe you just need to do more crunches and shit. I don't really think that's going to be the solution. But, you know, it is a muscle on your stomach, so maybe do some crunches. <laughs> I think that maybe, one's kind yeah. of bullshit. <laughs> And then also, like, overall, I think anything with indigestion, bloating, IBS is going to be a signal that your body is stressed or inflamed. So that's, like, an overall... I think anything with health is going to be, like, stress, inflammation. Like, I have an earache. Okay, you're just stressed. Like, I... My period sucks. You're stressed. So I would say, like, that's kind of a symptom that, like, it's going to come up when you Google fucking anything. But beyond these holistic remedies, some lifestyle tips, because I think this is going to be the most manageable to deal with. And the cheapest. Yeah. We talked about smaller meal portions, so, you know, not eating high volume foods as much. Stretching or going on a walk could be helpful after your meals. But the most, like, important thing is going to be pushing out fluids with fluids. It's kind of sounds counterintuitive because you're like, I'm bloated. I don't want to go drink a cup of water. But it's going to help the body process what it's dealing with. We said before, taking a probiotic, eating prebiotic-rich foods. You know, you can listen to that podcast episode. The next one is going to be FODMAP. So what the fuck is that? I don't know. I've gotten a few DMs about it, and I was like, okay, I guess we'll speak on the FODMAP diet. I've never done it before. but There's going to be different fermented like properties of different food groups. Basically, there's going to be short-chain carbohydrates that escape digestion, and then they're fermented by the colon, which creates gas, because this is supposed to be happening in your digestive tract. So there's going to be certain foods that like doctors prescribe you avoid if you're going to go on like what's called a FODMAP diet. Certain things are going to be wheat, rye, onions, garlic, legumes, honey, pistachios, cashews, asparagus, artichokes. So it's kind of a wide variety there of foods you're going to have to avoid. Food or drinks that have these artificial sweeteners are a lot of fructose, milk and dairy as well. So it's because there's going to be an increased amount of gas in your digestive tract after you're eating these. That's why they say like go on the FODMAP diet. 
it's mixed. I would say, you know, if this is going to benefit you or if it's not going to benefit you, but that's just another area of gut health that comes up a lot when you're Googling things. It's kind of like the WebMD curse of like, I just need to go on the FODMAP diet. Like it's not going to be a cure overnight. So yeah, but wait, is it natural to bloat? How to feel confident to still go out when bloated? I think for me, what's helped is that just remembering that bloating is universal. Everyone experiences it. Yeah. And also, I think, again, with, like, body dysmorphia, you're probably <laughs> blowing it out of proportion. You probably look pretty normal. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, try to not stress over it because then I'm like, well, if I get stressed and I'm bloated, I'm probably going to be even yeah. more bloated. Yeah. Or, like, oh, my God, my period's coming. Am I going to get my period? And you're adding more stress to your body. So... I don't know, you, you know, your body dysmorphia advice here. Just avoid the mirror for a bit. Put on pants that make you feel comfortable. And I think another area that kind of touches on bloating from people who've dealt with eating disorders is like, oh, maybe I should just like not eat. Like restriction mindset comes in where you're like, I feel like shit. I need to not eat more. And I think I was in that route when I was eating such high volume foods. And I was like, I'm still hungry, but like I look so bloated. So that's where it's going to be like more beneficial, I think, to eat like more calorically dense foods. Your body can digest them even if it's difficult but don't go down that spiral you know don't turn to restriction if you feel bloated it's going to be natural to bloat so just accept that it happens to all wellness gods because veggies are important and brussels sprouts are probably going to make you bloat regardless. all wellness gods and goddesses experience bloating yeah it's all right girlies so overall our tips i would say get a good morning routine in drinking water do not go straight to the coffee um i mean coffee is a diuretic so that's going to like help you shit (laughs) in all honesty Mm -hmm. but you want to make sure you are hydrated otherwise your body's not going to know what to do with it maybe go on a light walk listen to the podcast maybe get yourself some form of yoga or movement or working out whatever you like to do get the blood flowing Next one is going to be gut health. So the main episode about gut podcast episode you can go back to about gut health. We'll have more specific details, but there's going to be a few ways you can reprogram your gut microbiome. So if you've been on a a diet full of antibiotics, you're going to want to start to maybe take a probiotic or eat fermented foods, but obviously exercise with caution because don't be on a park bench eating a jar of sauerkraut like us. And the last step is going to be accept it will happen and you will probably have body dysmorphia. So it's fine. You know, we all have bloating. It's going to happen. But if you really like feel uncomfortable about it or you feel like it's a reoccurring problem, definitely tone in or tune in to like different foods and dietary triggers that may cause it. Um, But yeah, we're here to let you know that bloating will happen and it's not the end of the world. No, it's not. Your body just sometimes doesn't know what to do with cauliflower. (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Yeah, that is the bloating app episode Episode. and we in our geneva plugging that again we have a chat room that'll be about the podcast so once this launches we'll kind of do a little like message in there where you guys can ask us more questions and we can all discuss more in detail about bloating or if you have a good product you like that helps you with bloating you could link it exactly we can all bond over how much we hate bloating yeah so that's kind of like i think where the geneva platform is going to work with the podcast so different things we talk about like i'm always saying you guys can bring them up maybe you've taken a really good digestive enzyme or like you've had an experience with food combining that's good or apple cider vinegar gummies are your shit let us know i would love to try them like Tell me your favorite fucking gummies. Um, but yeah, this, I hope, really helped you guys out from the perspective of, like, we want to do more podcasts that you guys are really interested in. And so Geneva, too, we're going to, I think, ask you guys, you know, what are some podcast episodes you'd like to hear? What are some wellness topics that 
you've never really heard about or you would love some advice on. Mm-hmm. So we hope that Geneva rocks for you guys. Emma and I are addicted to it. We're addicted. We keep looking at your messages and like vibing. I feel like we have a new like colony of like wellness gods. Yeah, Kate and I finally have friends. We all need to move to a small city and just like take over. We are a thousand percent hosting some sort of New York meetup. Meet up. Summer 2021, let's go, girlies. Bring your cashew cheese, bring your crackers, bring your reishi. We're popping off. The gut microbiome world tour. <laughs> no. girly world tour. And I say no to that one. <laughs> but like always, you know, please leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store. It helps us create content for you girlies. It helps us launch cool shit like Geneva. You know, there's other projects. Helps us secure other sponsors. Yeah, we want to secure the bag so you guys can, you know, make you products and do as much for free as we can. Yeah, because we know you guys want to buy a product from us down the line. Yeah. I mean, I know I would. I'll personally buy my own product. I want a little bucket hat. You know, Emma and I have some ideas about merch down the line, but if you leave us a review, it really will help. You don't even got to say anything. Just leave us five stars and log off and then go back to Geneva and chat about the gut microbiome or magnesium. But without that, without that, without further ado, you always say without further ado. I know, ado. I noticed that as well. And it's like, without further, further ado, I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I like the prince of, princess of Genovia? Like, I didn't fucking, ugh, <laughs> God. But yeah, I mean, this is episode 19, so you guys can like vibe now. Is that a better vibe? I'm going to go buy at Whole Foods, buy some fucking salmon and maybe a digestive ghee. enzyme. I'm going to buy ghee. I'm buying ghee, girlies. I will let you know how that experience goes. I'm hyped. To level up my eggs. Yes. Love olive oil, but now we on that ghee train. Yep. And thank you for the girlies that gave Emma some ghee recommendations. Queens. But yeah, if you want to join Geneva, the link will be in the bio. Follow Emma and I on IG to see our deranged behaviors. Follow the meme page, of course. And yeah, if you're not following the meme page, what the fuck? What the fuck is CMOS? Okay, we're going to go. But we hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Leave us five stars. We T- love you. TTYL. Bye.